This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hi, Cardinal fans. I'm Ozzie Smith. Smith, Corks one into right down the line. It may go. And you're listening to the Cardinals Insider Podcast. Go crazy, folks. Go crazy. Here's your host. Brett McMillan. Well, how about it? Season number two of the Cardinals Insider Podcast coming to you from broadcast level inside of Bush Stadium. This week, Major League Baseball back with games that count for the regular season, and we are back with a whole new slate of shows. I'm Brett McMillan. Glad that you are with us. Hope that you are glad to be joining. We've got about 30 or so episodes between now and the time that the Cardinals are eliminated and hopefully that is after a long, deep playoff run. Ahead today, I'm going to step aside and let Ozzie Smith basically take over the show. He has a sit-down with three very significant Cardinals. We'll let you know who those guys are in just a couple of minutes. And later on this season, we've got current Cardinal players. We've got broadcasters like Dan McLaughlin. I sat down for, shoot, 45 minutes or so down in Jupiter, Florida, and just talked about his path to the Cardinal booth what he likes about doing Cardinal games, just kind of an inside look at Dan, who's a great guy and we are really lucky to have here in St. Louis. We're also going to have some great historical content as well. We talk with uh, Ed Wheatley later on this season from the St. Louis Browns Historical Society, and we talk with J.W. Porter, a guy who played with the Browns and the Cardinals and actually was one of the first men ever to catch Bob Gibson as a major leaguer. That and much, much more. And I'm taking your request, too, at podcast at cardinals.com. We're going to start off, though, with Ozzie Smith sitting down with a man who Cardinal fans are familiar with but had been without in some senses the last couple of years, Jose Okendo. I spent the first two weeks of camp down in Jupiter, and everybody's talking about how much the players appreciate Jose and how much he maybe changes the dynamic. Not that the dynamic was bad before, but just that Jose brings something that's really unique and special. And I got to tell you, forget the platitudes. I mean, it really is true. The, the, the way that he positions guys, when you just watched at Roger Dean Chevrolet Stadium, you watched him work, you watched the way that he moves guys around, you watched the way that guys respond to him on the backfields, and you talk to the players about it, it's pretty clear to me that Jose Okendo is adding a lot to this club this year. He came on through, sat down with Ozzy at a red picnic table just outside the Cardinal Clubhouse. There's a big patio where the media usually congregates, and the backfields are off in the distance, bright sunshine. You can hear the pop of the bats in the batting cage uh, off kind of back into the right of the interview. It's picturesque baseball stuff at its very best. The first of three, we're also going to have Chris Carpenter and Mike Matheny talking with Ozzy in just a minute. But for right now, it's Jose Okendo, the secret weapon, and the Wizard of Oz leading off things for us on the Cardinals Insider Podcast. Spring training. Spring training has always been special for me. Um, it was that time of year where baseball was just around the corner. Today I have a chance to 
spend some time and give you the opportunity to meet close up a guy who I spent 11 wonderful years with playing uh, on the other side of me there and boy did we have a good time and we reminisce now about those good times uh, what we call the secret weapon the secret weapon is back <laughs> all of you out there here's Jose Okendo up close and personal don't forget, How you doing? Don't, good don't forget that was Yukari that's right. Well, now I'm your caddy. There you go. <laughs> so it's reversed. But yeah. uh, you took two years off. What did you do in those two years? Well, uh, besides getting my knees uh, redone, uh, at least one. I get the other one sometime uh, later on. But I spent uh, a lot of time with uh, the Cardinals minor league system. and. Uh, uh, so you became the George Kissel of the organization for a while. I don't know about that because I think Mark DeJong does a good job being George Kissel. And uh, I just trying to give the young kids experience uh, that, uh, that people pass along to me. Uh -huh. And uh, things that I learned from previous uh, coaches that I had, like Dave Rickers and George Kissel and, you know, and yourself. Because uh, uh, even that uh, uh, you didn't coach me, but I watched you pretty close and I know how you do things. And uh, those are good things for the kids to, to learn. To uh -huh. learn. Does it give you joy being able to work with the, the young kids out here? Uh, it gives you a lot of energy. Uh, <laughs> that's, uh, those kids uh, keep me young, keep me going, and uh, I love uh, that part, teaching those young kids. And uh, sometimes they give you a little headache because uh, they're, they're still young right. and they want to do things that they don't supposed to do. But they get it done. Yeah. But now, um, when you were playing, was this, was this part of your... You're, you're playing after you got done. Did you did you know that that's what you wanted to do? I, I think all along since uh, uh, I signed professional, uh, people, young, uh, people spend time passing uh, information and uh, guidance on how to do things. And, and I started doing that later in my career. Mm -hmm. uh, even that I was playing, I, I helped guys like, you know, Geronimo Pena and, and put attention in the game and uh, yes, I, I want to pass along all the way uh, and lay my career as I want to be a coach. Yeah, now I, I know that you had a chance to manage a little bit too and, and did you enjoy that? Yeah, that's that's nice experience. It's a little different but it's, uh, I like that challenge. I like the, the competition that what the other team might do and you get prepared and uh, we had a a good team from Team Puerto Rico and the, the World Classic. So mm -hmm. those are easy to manage. They manage because they know what to do. Yeah, you know, um, you have two girls. Three. Three. Three and a boy. Oh, oh, three, three and a boy. Three and a boy. What, what are they? What are they doing? Uh, they're working. Uh, two. Two of them, the twin girls, they're working in San Luis, and my boy working in San Luis in the area, and my oldest daughter, she's here uh, with me in, in Florida. Uh, and they're, they're doing pretty good. Yeah, so, so you moved down here. You live here now permanently. Yeah, I've been here for like at least four years. Uh, okay. And it's it been nice. I mean, it uh, makes the spring training uh, kind of longer. You don't have to come from the cold weather to here. You stay here. And uh, it was a good benefit being here and young, working with the young guys here in the complex. So the young guys come in. They, they come in early. Um, to, to start working with you, when, when do you start working out with those guys? I think this year was uh, we work almost near all year round because the Cardinals have some some programs that bring kids to do physical work and uh, uh, and then at the same time we might do some stuff in the field. 
uh, and then we had instructional camp uh, instead of instructional, instructional league. league okay. Now we call it instructional camp where they came in and uh, that was a good time. That's, that was starting in January. Okay, so start in January, so it's a, it's a long process. Yeah, I think uh, the, the more we go in, 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 in baseball, I think uh, the, the complex is going to be probably more open more year-round because uh, the teams are they're doing physical work, teaching uh, young guys how to work in the weight room, uh, teaching them how to get rest, how to eat properly, and, and then also get the, the, the baseball part. Now, now, what do you see as um, the real challenge with the game today, or is it a challenge today with the younger players um, as, as you've gone from generation to generation? Uh, do you find that it's a, it's a real challenge to, to, to teach them, or are they as eager to learn? Or well, they, I think they're eager to learn. The challenge is, is keeping those kids from the distractions. You know, it could be the media, it could be social media, it could be the phone. Yeah, it's a little, uh, a little, it, little it, different, it's a different today than it was when we played. Yeah, when we played, we didn't handle all that stuff and and keep up with the social media. Now, these kids had so much distraction that keeping them and teaching them how to manage all that part. Is, is, is a good challenge. Yeah, so the, so basically, uh, and you and I have had a lot of conversations and it's always great being able to spend time around you, but has the game changed from a fundamental standpoint? To me, I think it's still a lot of good old coaching type people, mm -hmm. you know, like Dijon, uh, uh -huh. Gary Rocks, that I don't think that part uh, it's, it's going to go. You still got to catch it, throw it, hit, throw it, and yeah, run. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, uh, sometimes we get caught up with uh, that we forget that we we have a competition uh -huh. and, and and we want to have those kids to compete to yeah. win. Yeah. Not just, you know, just just play the game and, and whatever resources happen. No, we want to, we want to, we're going to teach those kids to win because our, our organization is about winning. Yeah. Well, and you know, and the reason I ask you that is, you know, we talk about analytics, mm -hmm. and I feel that analytics has its place. Mm -hmm. But when when all of that's said and done, you've gone through all the analytics, you still got to catch it, you got to throw it, you got to hit, and you got to run. Mm -hmm. Are those still um, uh, fundamental things that that the organization is working on, or you work with when you're working with young people? Yeah, we, we're working real hard on it. Uh, even uh, the, uh, like Yadi, who, who, who does things a little different in the big leagues, now he's, every time he goes in that cage, he's working his fundamentals. And to do it right, yeah, he might have to make adjustment uh, during the season so he can stay in the game. Uh, and sometimes kids trying to mimic uh, uh, Yadi, but he's not, those don't know the right fundamentals. So right. we, we've got to make sure that those kids learn the right fundamentals and then go from there. Whatever they do after 10 years playing in the game, they, you know, you got to make adjustment to that. Yeah. But they, they've been they've been told, and the Cardinals are pretty uh, pretty hard in, in teaching that that fundamentals here. Oh, good. Now you got some good young players here, and I have had the, the the pleasure of being able to come out on the field and be your caddy. You know, <laughs> I I follow you, and you say something, I go, yeah, he's right, he's <laughs> right. But um, this year, you know, this team. Where does this team stand as far as right now in spring training? I know you got to go through games and all of that, but right now, where, where do you see these guys? Um, do, do you see them as being competitive or having a chance to win, or just exactly where are they? I think we have a real good product in the field. Uh, mm -hmm. 
I think we, we're going to have a good competitive team in the, in the field. Uh, hopefully we don't have any setback with injuries and all the other stuff. But I think we're going in the right directions. The guys are hungry to, to get in the field. Well, they're, they're going through the drills uh, with a lot of energy. And uh, it's, it's, it's been nice to see uh, that change uh, 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 attitude about uh, getting back in that in the winning and, and, and getting back into those playoff type, you know, and the guys yeah, are hungry great. about it. Jose Okendo back with the big club, first time in a couple of years, and you can come see him on opening weekend. Of course, the home opener is Thursday, April 5th, then we get that off day, and a great giveaway for you in home game number two of the series. Kickoff Cardinals opening weekend, you can take home a Cardinals Hall of Fame car parade bobblehead presented by Ford. Saturday, April 7th, 30,000 fans, 16 and older, are going to be surprised at the gates as they find out which Mystery Hall of Famer they will receive. For more info, you can visit cardinals.com slash promotions. Will you get red or maybe blue, maybe Bob? They're all sitting in the back of those uh, shiny red convertibles. It's a cool-looking bobblehead. Again, cardinals.com slash promotions. Now, Chris Carpenter isn't a baseball Hall of Famer, although maybe someday, but he is a Cardinal Hall of Famer. Wears that red jacket proudly, and he's been around a lot the last couple of years, both in that capacity and just coming and hanging out with the current players and kind of imparting his wisdom to the guys that make up the current roster. He was our second guy through with Ozzie Smith, and that's who we let you talk to now on the Cardinals Insider Podcast. Here we are again down in beautiful Jupiter, Florida, and I have the, the pleasure today of sitting with a guy that I've admired from a distance, and you know, we often talk about uh, people that you can love to have the opportunity to play behind, and this is certainly one of those guys. Uh, folks, Chris Carpenter. Chris, welcome, right. man. Thanks, thanks, thanks for being a part Thank of you. this and, and, and coming on with us. And This is the first time that we've had a chance to sit down and, and talk and give our viewers a chance to, to find out if you who they think you are mm -hmm. and uh, so give us an idea of what you've been doing since you retired uh, just trying to be a dad um, mm -hmm. spending some time with my family you know as you know in this game you spend a lot of time away from them and uh, um, I'm trying to give some time back and it's been a lot of fun I miss the game uh, I miss being a part of it so I had to get away from that a little bit too mm -hmm. I, my, my competitive level and edge was still there I wanted to continue to play but my body wasn't going to allow me to so I had to separate that a little bit, but uh, just staying away and uh, and was trying to. to how spend how some many total years did you did you get in? Um, so my first year, including minor leagues, was uh, 1994, okay. and then my last year was 2013. Um, 2013, I didn't pitch because the the injury. I tried to make a comeback that year, and, and uh, it didn't work. But, uh, so my last year that I pitched was 2012. So my first year in the big leagues was 97 with Toronto, and then. Uh, I was over here until uh, 2013. Oh, ah, okay. Yeah. So, you know, you've been known as this guy that has this bulldog attitude. And, and for this organization, when they, people think about bulldog, they think of Bob Gibson. Yeah. You know, guys with very tenacious, guys who are very, very competitive. Were, were you always that way? I was. Uh, I had to learn how to control it. But from mm -hmm. the time I was little, I, I mean, Little League, I was the guy that came in 
all angry throwing stuff after I struck out or <laughs> whatever. So I was always, uh, always super competitive, always wanted to win. I had an older brother that was three years older than me that if I wanted to, to play with them, I had to make sure that I was good enough. So um, uh, yeah, I was always like that. Always a pitcher? Uh, no, I played, uh, I was a catcher. Um, I pitched, I played first, I played third, I played... In a minute, I know you're going to tell me you had good hands, too. No. <laughs> <laughs> they were okay. They were okay. But, uh, uh, of course, uh, pitching was where I, where I, where I uh, succeeded the most. Yeah. You know, having the opportunity to play for an organization like this has always been very, very special to mm -hmm. me. And I think that, you know, when you, when you came over here, was it everything that you thought it was? Uh, it was. Uh, and then, and then some. Um, it was uh, it was different. I walked into this clubhouse, and there was a different uh, different feeling. Um, I knew when I came and visited before I signed. I was, I got in the car. I was driving back to the airport. I called my agent. I said, I want, I, I really I need to go play there. Find a way to do it. Um, and uh, it's just a different place. The history, the 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 accountability um, is is amazing. Yeah. You, uh, you, coming down here and, and uh, working with the young players, you know, mm -hmm. I, I watch the way you you go about it. You enjoy that. I do. Um, I enjoy the game. Mm -hmm. I enjoy sharing the game. Um, you know, it, when it gets passed down and things are done the right way, like the way that you guys did it, um, and then you come in and you learn the history of, you know, back from Stan and Red, and then you got you, and then you got Gibby, and I mean, you got so much history and so much greatness that comes around. You, you feel obligated mm -hmm. to pass it on, mm -hmm. and uh, I learned a lot from the time that I was here um, about just the way the game was supposed to be played. And uh, you want to you want to share that? I do, anyways. Yeah. Um, I, not everybody's. It's not it's not made for everyone, but uh, I, right. I really do. Um, you know, looking at this team this year, there. Anything that stands out to you, you know, especially from a pitching standpoint, is always you never have enough arms. Yeah. And you've had a, we've had a few days here now. Do, you, do, do you feel that this, the club is where it needs to be from, a, from an arm standpoint? Well, I mean, you see the talent, right? You mm -hmm. see why, especially the, the young guys that that uh, everybody wants. You know, you want you want us to go out and make trades. You want to get those big uh, established guys. But man, we have some some really good good guys down there really good arms that uh, aren't quite there yet uh -huh. but have the potential to be there and uh, and then you go to our major league staff and our uh, the, these guys are proven guys that uh, uh, are going to go out and compete and you know it's not always about name it's about character and how they're going to take the ball every day too and the, the accountability the dependability that they have and uh, I think we're going to be pretty solid. We've got some, some really good guys in, in the bullpen. And we've got some really good starting pitchers that uh, are only going to continue to get better, and, and I think we're going to be just fine. Yeah, now you say how, how important it is when you're looking at a pitcher and uh, you're evaluating a pitcher, is it, the, is it the character that you look for first or is it the, t the talent that you look for first? Well, I mean, I, I, I think talent and character, you need both of those. And then you can then teach because they're going to want to do it the right way. They're going to want to compete the right way, and they're going to put the work in to get better. Um, you got to have talent. If you don't have talent, you're not going to succeed, right? But uh, you want to pick pick out those guys that, that care. And uh, when you pick out those guys that care, that have intention for why they're here, um, and that's to get better and not just ride on their talent. Now you got some you got some special guys. Yeah. Do you have any desire to 
to do more than you're doing, or is this, or is this enough? Right now, uh, this is enough. I still, I still want to be able to be a dad at times and, and spend some time around with, uh, with my family. And um, I'll be spending some time throughout the season uh, at different clubs, AA, AAA, and the big league club, uh, traveling around and still uh, connecting with these, these young kids and, and, and trying to, to how share. Often do you, how often do you get to do that in a season? Um, I'm going to spend uh, probably two trips a, a month, a month. Okay. wherever they tell me to go. Um, I'll, I'll make two trips a month, and then I'll get get my home time too. And, and it's I think it's a stepping stone mm-hmm. to, to just make sure it's, it's what I what want, what they want. It works mm-hmm. well. I'm good at it. You know, make sure that all those things because this is a, a new thing for me. Mm-hmm. Is there anything that? And I, I think I know the answer to this, but was there anything that you did not accomplish in the game that you that you that you would have liked to accomplish? Um. I don't think so. I, I was so blessed to just have the opportunity to play, first of all. I mean, uh, uh, coming from a small place in New Hampshire where baseball is, I mean, I was pitching in snow growing up when you first start the season, right? Um, I was a hockey guy, but I was talented enough to get the opportunity. And then uh, with all the injuries, um, just to continue to come back and, and, and be able to, to be successful. And, and I mean, we won two World Series championships, um, went to some all-star games, and won the Cy Young. I, I, really uh, developed some great relationships in the game. Um, it's given so much to me that uh, I'm just proud and, and thankful to, for what I, what I was able to do. Well, good. Uh, well, I want to thank you for, right. for visiting with us a little bit and giving the viewers so. a, an opportunity to see you up close and personal, and hopefully we can come back and visit later in the year. Absolutely. Love to. Anytime. I was standing there throughout that whole interview, and I got to tell you, you wouldn't know that those guys didn't have any interaction as players if you didn't know better. I mean, Chris Carpenter broke in in 1997 in Toronto. Ozzie Smith retired after 1996 in St. Louis. No overlap, but there is just a ton of respect. I think that you can hear it there coming through in the interview. And on the field, you can see it too. Those guys roaming around and they're chatting, standing behind the cage, laughing, smiling. There's just a, a brotherhood about being a Cardinal. And it, it can sound corny and cliche to some, I think, sometimes, but it really is. And I enjoyed seeing Ozzy interact with Chris Carpenter. Manager Mike Matheny is going to be our final guest stopping by the red table outside the Cardinal Clubhouse. And he and the Cardinals are going to finish the opening series of the home schedule on Sunday, April the 8th. And the giveaway that day is a lightweight quarter-zip performance pullover. 30,000 fans 16 and older are going to receive that, courtesy of Maryville University. And then kids 15 and under get a free ticket voucher for a future game courtesy of Ritz. Visit cardinals.com slash promotions for more information. Mike really loves having those Cardinal legends in camp. He was just lighting up, all smiles around Ozzy. Thanked him a couple of different times, which you're going to hear. Ozzy was down for a week, and I know that they were trying to get him to either stay longer or or come back too. And Ozzy loves being down there. They loved having him down there. Mike really just beams about those Red Jacket guys and what they bring to camp and everything that the younger guys can soak in from a guy like Ozzy Smith or certainly Jose Okendo and Willie McGee, who are on the coaching staff. Uh, Jose, not a Red Jacket guy, but maybe someday. You never know. And uh, there were other guys, like Chris Carpenter, who we just heard from. Bruce Suter has come by before. So has Bob Gibson. So a lot of knowledge, and Mike Matheny is always open to having those guys in camp. 
I think that's because he really loves the organization's history. He talks about it a lot, but just kind of being around the facility, I got even more of a sense for that, that Mike having played here and now managed here, being a Cardinal, representing St. Louis, it's a real deal for this guy. It's it's about what he is. It helps make him tick, and, and trying to bring a World Series here is exciting to him because of what the tradition means and maybe adding on to that. He and Ozzy talk about that tradition as well as the 2018 Cardinals, what the outlook is, and how Mike and his staff are getting things ready here as we enter this new season. Ozzy Smith and Mike Matheny back with you on the other side on the Cardinals Insider Podcast. Well, here we are in beautiful Jupiter, Florida, and today we have the pleasure of sitting and visiting with the skipper. Mike Matheny, thanks for, for being a part of the show. Pleasure. This is the first time that we've had a chance to kind of sit down and talk. And, you know, as I go around as an ex-Cardinal player and uh, living in St. Louis, I'm always asking, well, what kind of guy is, is this guy or that guy? And, you know, the, the girls always ask me, they say, well, he's so good looking. Is he as nice, <laughs> oh, geez, is, is he as, nice as he looks? I said, yeah, you know what? I, I think he's, he's nicer than he looks. So... Let's talk a little baseball here now that we've gotten that out of the way. <laughs> Good. <laughs> as, as, he, as he starts to blush here. But no, um, why do you do this? And what do you get out of it? Yeah, um, I do this because uh, I love it. And I think that's kind of why that opportunity came around was, um, you know, after the game, you just kind of figure out, all right, now what? And um, am I going to use... Well, what I did and uh, and jump into somewhere in the game, or am I going to go try and be productive elsewhere? Because, I mean, it's crazy, isn't it, right? We get out of this game, and you're in your late 30s if you're lucky, yeah. and that's still young. And so uh, I, I jumped into coaching. I was working with kids and found out how much of, of what I did as a catcher translated into coaching and stayed involved with the Cardinals doing some instruction, which led to an interview, an unlikely interview. Um, and then it was just an opportunity. How do you say no to that opportunity? And, and so I didn't even really know if I'd like this because I hadn't been managing in the minor leagues. But as soon as I did, I got to tell you, I was, um, as much as I love playing the game, it was just such a, a natural thing for me because that's the way I saw myself as a catcher is how do I make people better? Um, how, how do I use what, what I can do each day to try and, and bring people, whether it's bringing a pitching staff that particular day, the pitcher-catcher deal, um, it just – it just seemed to be a, a very natural evolution, and and then uh, kind of get get in there and get out of the way and watch people go. I, I there are so many days I sit there at Bush and um, watch and you know got to be ready to do my part. But there are times I just sit and I'm blown away. Like I can't believe that I get to do this once again. Like you, it's, it's my home. St. Louis is my home. It's going to be my home regardless of how long I'm blessed enough to wear this jersey and to be able to, to, to do what we do in that atmosphere in St. Louis is just uh, it's, a, it's a dream job. Yeah, and I know it's, uh, it's very challenging, it's very labor intensive and I think people look, they look at us and they go, well, you know, they're doing what they want to do, but they don't think about all of the hard work that goes into this. When does the process for you start when you, when, before you get to spring training? What, what, I mean, you probably started, if, if I had to guess, it probably started after last season was over that the process of what we're going to do and how we're going to get better starts at that point? 100%. Would I be right? No, next day. So, 
the season ended on a Sunday, uh, Monday morning we had meetings mm -hmm. and it was, all right, let's go over what, what we did, what we could improve on, where we're going from here. It was the very next day and, and then there's downtime. It's not every day going into the office or down to the stadium, but Mo and I stay in contact constantly talking about free agency, but then getting our staff together. We had a lot of turnover this year, bringing in some great coaches and, mm -hmm. and having to make some moves. And, and after that, it, it, and I explained this as you were in there for that first meeting, I can't turn this off. Right. I can't turn my mind off and not about the baseball. I can't turn my mind off about the, the people and our guys. And okay, if I'm watching a show or I'm watching an interview with a basketball team and you, and you hear Popovich or a Kerr, or somebody, how does that apply? What can I learn from that? Or even watching strategy sometimes with, with the football team, you know, how is something that they're doing apply to what we're, uh, what we're needing to apply in spring training, whatever book I read, I, I just can't stop thinking about the next year and what is it that we can do a little bit better but also you know, making sure that I'm staying in contact with our guys about encouraging them about some of the things that they did and maybe some of the goals that they have coming up. Yeah, let me say this here. You know, for me and I think for, and I think I can speak for all the other guys that have had a chance to wear the birds on the bat and have had some success here, the fact that you would have us come back and be a part of it, I think it's very, very important. How important is that to you that you have guys that can come back and, and, and be a part of it? To me, that's, one of the major differentiators in this organization. I mean, you've been in other organizations, and yeah, there's typically a guy or two that will show up and maybe has some sort of responsibility, almost uh, you know, more as a hood ornament maybe than value and, and, and tradition. To us, you saw how we started our meeting this year. It starts with, this is where we come from. And, and every year, I think it, it needs to it needs to be stated and needs to be reminded because it does set the standard of, of what it is that we should be aiming for but when you look at the fact of an organization that is so rare to have 11 world series championships for you not to take what has been done in the past to help propel what it should look like in the future that's a huge mistake on your part if you don't do that and and then to realize that we have the, the advantage that that people like yourself now, people like Red and, and, and Lou and Gibby and Bruce, all these guys in all the way across the board. And you go into some of our Cardinal Hall of Famers that, that want to stay tied in here. Um, I've never been around anything like it. And to us, it's a, it's a competitive advantage in the bottom line. Yeah. Let's talk about uh, did you get all of the things done in the offseason that you wanted to get done as far as the players you wanted and, and, and how does how's the team look this year? Yeah, to me, uh, I, I love trying to have almost two mindsets, right? So when Mo and I and Mr. DeWitt and Gersh, we get into the room and we're talking about what the team needs and what we should be looking for, I love being able to have a voice in that. Um, I love trying to, to figure out what kind of limitations we're going to have or what kind of flexibility we have when it comes to a budget and what are some of the ramifications for making certain moves. That stuff's very interesting to me. Uh, but then I'm able to, to kind of separate from that once, once we made the moves that we can make. At that point, um, and I can speak on behalf of the rest of the staff, give us a team. Give us a team. Give us a team that we can coach, and we're, and, and we're going to do this. Yeah. And, and at that point, it's not always kind of banging on, all right, we need this. And we need, we've got a whole lot of capable players in there, and every year we have some guys that are going to step in and surprise people. Um, but I, you look at what we were able to do and kind of some of the, the checklist things that we were hoping. We were hoping for that middle of the bat, in the middle of the order bat, right? Mm -hmm. That guy that can come in and 
Um, you saw us really willing, and I was really impressed with what Mr. DeWitt and our ownership group was willing to do to go right to the doorstep with a contract like Stanton's. That should tell our fan base what kind of commitment that we have. Uh, it didn't work, and to us, couldn't be any happier with what we ended up with with Marcelo Zuna. And you start adding in some of these other bullpen pieces, you know, maybe not the guys that are out there asking for the most money, but some guys with some really strong history and ability and potential to do to sure up the things that we need in our bullpen and bringing in a guy like a, a Miles Michaelis who has the opportunity to step in into our starting rotation knowing how many good young arms we have coming up. I love the position that the organization's in right now with what we have and where we're going. And that too, you know, you brought in a new pitching coach as well, you know, which I think, uh, you know, when you when you go out and you look for a pitching, what, what are you looking for? Yeah, I think it's a guy who has a track record, a guy who has a process, who has a plan, uh, a guy who, who uh, has, has had some pitchers who've been there. I think it's really important, as I talk about, and I have many times, about some of our pitchers who there's another level, and you realize the kind of pitching staff that, that Mike Maddox had over in, in Washington. Those are some high-level guys who've had that individual achievement, who've had some collective success. Uh, there are things that, that he can take from them and the way they went about their work to, to maybe challenge some of our younger pitchers who have had a lot of success, but there's another level there. And so, man, just look at our staff when you bring in Willie, when you bring back an Okendo, uh, and then you bring in a Maddox with some of the other guys and the, 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 the teaching capability, but just kind of their mindset of how much they want to do the right thing the right way, and it's all about these guys. You know, that's a, that's a huge edge for us. So you're happy going into where, where we are right now. You know, you go through spring training. People always ask me, they say, well, how, how good are you guys going to be? I don't think we know that, not at this point anyway, because you have to go through situations and put guys in certain situations before you can find out exactly what they're made of. Yeah, yeah, and we're still developing that team right now. We mm -hmm. still have 65 individuals in there, and we're trying to figure out what's it going to look like as a club. And, you know, we talk so much about the stuff that goes on inside of, of the person and what motivates them and, and how they're driven. Is it driven about you or is it driven about our club? Is, does that, that idea of, of, of trying to figure out how it looks like to be a Cardinal, does that play in? And are you in? Are you buying into that, that we should go about this a little bit different? All that's yet to be seen because, yeah, there's talent, but there's talent all the way across this league. Mm -hmm. Every team you go to, even through our minor leagues, sometimes talent pure talents better in the minor leagues than some of the big league teams but there's there's little things that separate them and those little things are what we're trying to define here and refine here and those are the things I believe that'll define what kind of team we come together as. You know, I, and I know managing like everything else is a learning process and as you've gone through this with this generation how much different is it managing now than it was say two years ago? Yeah, I think it's, it's always uh, going to be, be uh, changing and you and I sat down. It was a great conversation yesterday. We had a room full of coaches from all different levels and talking about, you know, how, how things have changed. And not that you, we ever want to be those guys and sit back and say, ah, oh, no, it's just it's different now. Okay, it is. So what do we got to do? And what are the things that we can't budge on? And what are the things that have to be constants? And the work, the appreciation, the respect, um, kind of the idea that it's it's this group above whatever. I got to do myself, but I'm going to do what I need to do, do my part for the rest of the group. That, that sort of stuff, I think those are, those are going to have to be constants every single season. And once again, that's set by what's been done in our history. But 
you know, it, there's a different way to go about the work now, right? I mean, That's there's right. so much technology that guys are spending their effort on. There's so much uh, opportunity inside, behind the scenes, in the cages, in the training room, in the weight room that wasn't necessarily a part of our routine. It's right. different. So, but is, it, is that different still good? And the answer is yes. So it's balancing what's new um, with what we've done in the past, but still not getting completely away from the things that we know have to be there. That's right, and and those things being, and let me say this, as, as being a part of the spring training here, you know, I've got to say that the way that we've gone about it to this point has been wonderful. The guys have been great. Uh, the routines and stuff that we go through, the guys are being very, very efficient. They're working hard, and they're, they're giving it. And, then, and this season, going into this season, it's not because guys aren't prepared or they haven't right. been given the the right tools and things that they need because um, the staff has done a wonderful job and it's been a lot of fun being down here. I want to thank you for taking the time to, to visit with well, us. Thank you for being that. here. Oh, well, thank you. We yeah. wanna, we, we come back and visit you late in the year. Can't wait. There you go. We took you camping down to spring training in Jupiter, Florida. Great cross-section. Think about it here. Those four guys, Carpenter, Matheny, uh, Ozzie Smith, and Jose Okendo, I mean, they're kind of a cross-section of the last 40 years in Cardinal baseball. Guys who have played, coached, managed, what have you. But a, a great look at the recent history of the organization and four guys who all, different roles, different depths, different amounts, but all, trust me, are shaping this current roster through the way that they are imparting wisdom onto the guys that will take the field in 2018. Appreciate all four of them, Ozzy, for conducting the interviews and the other three gentlemen for joining us. Hey, we're here every Tuesday now. This is our uh, debut episode in 2018. Every single Tuesday, the episode will come out if you're subscribed. It downloads automatically to your phone. You don't even have to worry about it. To do that, you can visit cardinals.com slash podcast or just search Cardinals Insider in iTunes. We've got our very own dedicated feed now. You'll see our logo nice and easy. Stream it, rate it, listen to it, subscribe it, download it. Any of those things, every little bit helps. And if you're a fan of the show, A, we appreciate it. But B, we also really appreciate anything you do rating-wise for us. It helps us just boost the visibility and let people know that we're here talking Cardinals baseball throughout the summer. You can email me if there's somebody you'd like to hear on the program. Let me know. Podcast at cardinals.com. I've heard from some of you over the winter. I would love to hear from more of you. Just what would you like to hear on the show as we go forward throughout 2018? Next week, well, it's been 20 years since this happened. Can you believe it? 20 whole years since the great home run chase of 1998. There was some audio last year from Cardinal Hall of Fame weekend, Dan McLaughlin and Mark McGuire, and I never got to bring it to you, and I think that you need to hear it because you want to talk about a guy that is just, I mean, humbled to the point of tears even sometimes at the love that Cardinal Nation shows him. That guy is Mark McGuire. It really means something to him to be across the street in the Cardinal Hall of Fame. He and Dan McLaughlin talk about that next week. And, of course, like I said earlier, Danny will uh, be coming to us for about 45 minutes, just him and myself talking baseball, talking broadcasting, and talking being a St. Louis kid who ended up in the St. Louis Cardinals booth. That is Dan McLaughlin. He's down the road a couple of weeks. 
but you won't want to miss that one. Next week, though, he's with Mark McGuire. Again, that's going to be Tuesday, April 3rd, Episode 2 of the program. Until then, for Mike Matheny, Ozzie Smith, Chris Carpenter, and Jose Okendo, my name's Brett McMillan. We'll talk to you next time on the Cardinals Insider Podcast. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.